Welcome to Fit to Be Radio. Slip on your minimal sneakers, notch your headphones into your ears, tuck your smartphone into your pocket, and take us along for a walk while we talk. Or just grab a cup of your favorite drink and get on the floor and stretch a bit while we bring you all things fitness, core, and diastases recti related. You guys ready? Yes. All right. Born ready. Born ready. I love that. I, I love your first one though. When you're like, I wish I could just say all those things. I know. <laughs> that is so bad. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Fit to Be Radio. My name is Chris Banky. I'll be your host today. I'm here with Beth Learn. She's the CEO and founder of Fit to Be Studio. We also have with us Kayla Fioravante. Um, she is a cosmetic formulator, an aromatherapist, and an author. Kayla, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So, Kayla, where are you coming to us from? I am in Franklin, Tennessee. Franklin, Tennessee. Now, how long have you been in Franklin? I moved here about seven years ago. Okay. Okay. And and you yeah. moved from the Pacific Northwest, right? I did, uh, from, from Portland, Oregon. Okay. And how long were you how long were you in Portland? Oh gosh, that's a good question. I moved my whole life. So okay. I, um, I think I was there about 10 years. Okay. Okay. So now you've been in Franklin, Tennessee for seven. So you have a good comparison. Okay. Give us the rundown. Which is better, Franklin or Portland? Oh, well, I love Portland. I mean, my heart is there. I have friends that um, will be forever part of my life. Um, I do like the sunshine, though, that we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really didn't realize how much it affected me to not have the sunshine yeah. until I was here for a while. And we had some gray, uh, you know, a streak of gray days. Right. And I like to barely get out of bed. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I remember this feeling. <laughs> yeah, that it affects me a lot, too. Then we met in Portland uh, at our church. Yep. 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 And you had um, an aromatherapy company in Portland. Right, I did. I, had, I did. I had a company that um, I founded in with my husband in our kitchen, and uh, started it with fifty dollars. And in two thousand and eleven, we sold it for a lot more than that. <laughs> yes, and we're not yeah. talking about um, a little marketing essential oils, you know, home party business. We're talking a massive steam distillation business, right? Yeah, we were a large company. We started, uh, like I said, in our kitchen. When we sold, we were in a 30,000-square-foot facility. Um, And one of the things that needed to happen when we sold was for it to move. So it moved to a 55,000-square-foot facility where it's currently housed by the new owners. Yes. That's so awesome. Amazing essential oil products. Awesome stuff. So a cosmetic formulator and an aromatherapist, how did you get into that area? And what exactly does a cosmetic formulator do? Well, so how I got into it was um, I'm basically allergic to everything. And (laughs) I was allergic to all kinds of fragrances as well. And my son had ringworm on his face. And um, he was little and I was trying to get rid of it. Had tried all the -the over-the-counter products. And I'd even gone to the doctor and tried prescriptions. And nothing was working. So I went to a health food store, looked up what should I use for ringworm, and everything recommended tea tree essential oil. So I invested my whole $11 into that, and at the time we were broke college students, so it was a lot. 
Um, <laughs> and it worked within three days. And wow. what I, the other thing I noticed was that I wasn't allergic to it. Um, and it was something that smelled. I had lived in this unscented world for so long. So I started researching like crazy, read every book in the library, and mm. um, and then ended up becoming a, a certified aromatherapist just out of my passion and right. wanting to learn as much as possible. So then we had a business with essential oils, and now my next problem was that I couldn't use any cosmetic bases that were available in the market because, again, mm -hmm. I was allergic to everything. Right. And... <laughs> I washed my face with olive oil at the time. That was like all I could use. Um, so I took again and uh, read all of the um, patents on cosmetics. Um, and then from there, reversed it all to figure out how to come up with how to do it naturally. Mm -hmm. right. So um, came up with all kinds of formulas that were super popular. And we, our company exploded from there because there was a need for natural and um, just filling my own need ended up filling a need that was in the industry. Yeah. Right. And I ended your book that was called The Art, Science, and Business of Aromatherapy. And so as I was editing that book, well, it was around seven years ago, because um, I remember you were getting it done prior to selling the company. Um, mm -hmm. And you paid me in money and in product. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, some of which I still have. I, don't, is, is it probably, I probably should throw it out, huh? <laughs> yeah, it depends on what it was. <laughs> yeah, natural. <laughs> but it was such good stuff, and I was delighted to work with you and learn. I mean, I read this whole thing, which is used by people who are getting their certifications in aromatherapy and end up reading it like four times through in the process of editing it. Um, and it is just amazing, amazing work. And now you have restarted a company there in Tennessee, right? Yes, I have. Um, my non-compete has ended, so I'm able to re-enter the industry. So one of the first things I did was I did a second edition of the um, Art, Science, and Business of Aromatherapy and updated it, and I created a course for becoming a certified aromatherapist. Yeah. It was written as a course, so I just finished, did the workbook, did all that sort of thing, and now I have an aromatherapy certification program through my company, Ology Essentials. Um, I sell essential oils, sell hemp CBD, um, mm -hmm. do cosmetic formulating for um, other companies, um, and just kind of get to play play at the fun parts of it all and yeah. not have to have 30,000 square foot building. Yeah. Yes, right? More fun, yeah. a little less responsibility. <laughs> right? Not much, still a lot. Still a lot. Woo! Yeah. So I work because you, um, are big on safety. I'm very big on safety and fitness, yeah. uh, making sure people have all the information so they can make the best, most informed choices for themselves. You're the same way with essential oils. Yes, definitely. And I've always been big on safety cause I, you know, have read everything under the sun. Um, and kept seeing people doing on, unsafe practices and I kind of kept my mouth closed about it because I don't like to get into yeah. brand bashing or anything like yeah. that. So I was just like, right. Not saying anything and not saying anything. Yeah. And then um, somebody recommended to a friend of mine that they give their child, small child, vetiver in their drink, in their Ooh. water. And I was like, okay, now we've hit like where I can't ignore it anymore. I've got to say something. Um, and so I wrote a blog post that went very viral, continues mm -hmm. to be, 
um, and um, talking about safety. And all it was was part of the safety chapter in my book. And um, it was incredibly controversial because I was talking about safety and not drinking essential oils Mm -hmm. and not putting them on undiluted. And um, anyway, that turned into my most recent book as well, working with, with somebody who got injured because I get constant emails from people um, in the middle of a crisis. Their right. child has been burned. Their child is screaming. Right. They're, they're in agony. Something has happened. Mm-hmm. And so I just felt like I needed to put myself out there further in this, in this topic. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty common practice, right, to um, take these oils internally? Well, it isn't common among aromatherapists. Um, okay. Those who are trained <laughs> the in aromatherapy, <laughs> yeah, those who are trained in aromatherapy do not drink essential oils in general. And and um, in the few cases that they do, it is very rare, very uncommon, very like only done in the case of an extreme illness or something, mm-hmm. not on a daily basis. But it is very popular right now, and a lot of people are getting very badly injured. Yes, uh, yeah. So let's talk about like the fitness ramifications of essential oils. Mm -hmm. They're fabulous in the fitness realm. And one of the things you have to keep in mind when you're exercising, all your pores are wide open. Mm -hmm. And so essential oils will absorb faster. So uh, this is one of those places where less is more because Mm -hmm. you're going to add sweat and all that to the essential oils. So you want to make sure that they're highly diluted when you apply them on your skin. So say you are about to exercise, but your muscles are really sore. So you're Mm -hmm. going to put peppermint or black pepper, some sort of essential oil that's good for inflammation on. You would want to put it on in a really low percentage, maybe half a percent um, or 1% at the most, because once your pores open up, it's coming in quickly. Yeah. And it gets right into your bloodstream. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they absorb into your body in multiple ways. One through your skin and the other through inhalation. And um, you end up, yeah, when you're exercising, yeah. you're breathing harder. So yeah, you're breathing more. harder, breathing <laughs> deeper, taking more mm-hmm. in for sure. Right. Yeah. Now, right. Um, now, when you say half a percent or 1%, you don't mean, okay, put a little spoonful of coconut oil on my palm and then drop a couple drops of essential oils and rub that all together and slather that on my legs, right? I don't know. So what, what it works <laughs> Where it works one ounce of coconut oil with four to five drops of essential oil is one percent okay so yeah so you want to be more a little bit more precise than that so <laughs> a half a percent would be two to three you know like two two drops right okay so okay. not very much uh, I can get lady. We're like, I don't even know what an ounce of coconut oil looks like. What does that even look like? Like, a, what does it look like? So, um, close to a, I think it's pretty close to a tablespoon, okay. a little bit more. All right. So yeah. not, not just a teaspoon. <laughs> it's quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is quite a bit. And, 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 um, um, there are some brands out there who, um, claim to be, um, therapeutic grade meaning, um, and we're not going to bash on them, but let's just talk about that. Um, therapeutic <laughs> grades, so that, and, and they say that that means that they're safer and, and, and they can be applied straight on and they can be swallowed straight on. What do you have to say about that? Well, the therapeutic grade, there is no standard that is an outside source that, mm. that um, calls something therapeutic. That's an 
inside brand source. Mm -hmm. So like the marketing company or division comes up with the idea of therapeutic and then it all goes from there. It has nothing to do with some sort of um, organization who sets that standard. So, and on top of it, besides, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that they're not safe and they're not therapeutic. All essential oils are therapeutic Mm -hmm. um, by nature. But um, if you're saying your stuff is more pure than everything else, then there's an even bigger reason why it should be diluted because essential oils are so concentrated right. that good point. if something's incredibly, you know, pure, then, then you've got this incredibly concentrated material that you're putting on and w- which would make it um, more unsafe. Mm-hmm. So right. you have to think that every drop of essential oil is 50 to 100 times stronger than the plant material itself. Right. right. I remember reading in your book that it's like a, a drop of lavender is like so many pounds of a drop of lavender. Right. It depends on each, each plant is totally different. Right. So um, I think the, the one that's like the most phenomenal is rose. Like one drop of rose is equivalent to, I can't remember what it is. I feel like it's 50 pounds. Wow. Um, I've written it recently, but I don't remember <laughs> um, the exact, but yeah, they're incredibly concentrated. Um, potent in products so mm-hmm. you have to treat them with great care yes there's a, a recent case on on um going over around social media right now about a, a gal in england who um went into anaphylactic shock mm. after years and years of using essential oils undiluted and um and drinking them and then just one small application her body had had enough and yeah. she went into anaphylactic shock. It's very serious. And a lot of people are like, well, if I've been doing it my whole life, I'm totally safe. Or I've been doing it for five years or 20 years or whatever it is. Right. But there's a lot of cases where people are suddenly becoming sensitized to it because their body mm-hmm. has hit that threshold. Right. right. And for some people, that threshold is a week into it. And for other people, it may be 5, 10, 15 years down the road. Yeah. But then once you are sensitized, you're sensitized for life and to multiple ingredients. So an essential oil of, say you become sensitized to orange, you're going to be sensitized to all citruses and everything that contains limonene and most cleaning ingredients. You know, all, there's like a long list of things that once you're sensitized, you're sensitized to a whole lot of things. It's, it's kind of the same with bee stings. Um, and we carry an EpiPen, a, a bee sting. Like, we carry an EpiPen for my son now, not because he's gone into anaphylactic shock yet, but because with every little bee sting he has gotten since he was tiny, he reacts more to it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the first one, he right. swelled up a little bit and cried for a few hours. The second one right. was on his hand. His hand swelled up quite a bit, but he was fine the next day. Then he got stung on his ankle a couple of years ago and his whole foot swelled up and stayed that way for a week. Then he got in the hot tub the week after and it swelled up again. Oh. And so right. we talked to the doctor about it and she's like, uh, if he ever gets stung near his throat, the way that he's reacting more and more and more to bee stings, right. this could be potentially life-threatening. She's like, I'm not saying he will die, but I want right. to advise that you get an EpiPen just in case. Because some people, they can sensitize to that oh, yeah. and it builds up in their system. Their bodies don't process it as well. And Correct. then it becomes an overload the next time he gets stung and it takes him past that right, threshold. Right. So it's, you're saying it's very similar with essential oils. 
Yeah, it's basically that's how that's how allergies work. Um, it, it, once you you're allergic, it, it just person. So I've eaten nuts my whole life. I recently started having trouble with almonds, and then all of a sudden that trouble became more serious. And then I became allergic to peanuts, which is totally unrelated. But um, and yeah. And, and it just kept snowballing, and I pretty much now can't have seeds or nuts or anything of any, you know, anything in the family of them, wow. and each um, reaction became more and more serious, um, so I'm going to go meet with an allergist later yep. this week, because yep. it's just suddenly becoming this really big, I'm, I know a lot about allergies, I've had them my whole life, but once they right. start hitting more serious um, reactions, then can't really ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying that uh, a lot of people are inadvertently, um, you know, stimulating an allergic reaction with their essential oils over time because they're taking them too strong. They're ingesting them orally, things like this, and they don't even necessarily know it. Um, is, is basically what I'm hearing from you. Basically. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, if you use something at a lower dose, you have a, high, a less of a chance to become sensitized to it. But when you're using right. it in extreme amounts, it increases your chances right. of becoming sensitized. So using things at, at you know, 1% in most cases, your, your chances of becoming sensitized are pretty low. I mean, I'm allergic to a bazillion things, but I'm not allergic to essential oils, but I've always, always treated them with great care. Right. Um, and um, use those safety standards that, that I've been recommending for, I don't know, 20 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what do you, what would you tell someone who has been, um, using essential oils, finding success, finding help and, and healing or whatever with them, but they are using like much higher concentration. They are ingesting them orally. What would your advice to them be? Cause they're mm -hmm. getting help. From um, yeah, so the essential oils that are working for them, just use less and they'll still work for you. You okay. don't need a high dose in order for an essential oil to work. Right. So if lavender is working great for you and you're using it undiluted, just start diluting it and continue using it. You won't really have an issue, um, most likely. Um, but you'll still get the healing effects of it. And even in France, they are starting to be more and more about topical use over internal use. Yeah. Um, because when you absorb it through your body, your body puts it to work. It doesn't get eaten by the stomach acids and all the other things. Right. I was so going to ask you um, about that difference. Yeah. I was going to ask you, yeah. like, the difference between inhaling and topical and ingesting. Like, those are three different right. routes of right. utilizing. Right. It's like smoking weed versus, <laughs> you know, there, there's different yeah. modes of, you know, because you mentioned CBD oil. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so it's, it's different ways of getting into your body. Um, and I remember reading from your book that when you inhale something, your body uses it and then dispels it relatively quickly compared to eating it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it puts everything to use very quickly. And um, when you're eating it, you're just, you're causing so many risks. Um, in the handful of cases where they are used internally, it's done completely differently than here. Like here, people are like, put this in your water and it'll do great. But right. um, in France, if you wanted to 
in just essential oils, you would go to a doctor who's specifically trained in aroma medicine. And then that doctor, say you have a virus, he would take a swab of the virus, put it in a Petri dish, drop essential oils into the Petri dish and see which one effectively kills the virus. So then with that knowledge, he would then come up with a formula of, of, of a, either a single note or a mixture of essential oils. They would put it into a fat, not water, but mm -hmm. like oil, mm -hmm. and then into a capsule. And then that would be taken for a very short period of time, like antibiotics would be taken. Right. Not taken daily and not for a lifetime. Right. This is a short-term scientific route of doing it, um, not just, you know, someone told me to put oregano in my watch. Um, it, it, and it's not a daily thing. It's just a very specific short-term thing. And it's not meant, even in French medicine, um, not meant to be used daily. Um, mm -hmm. It is meant to be used just like medicine, short-term and and um, to, to heal one thing that has been specifically diagnosed. Right. Um, that makes so much more sense, it, and it's so much more evidence-based. Yeah, it makes, it's very scientific. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're not just kind of guessing which essential oil would help right. based on properties. Mm -hmm. They're doing an actual test to see which one is killing that virus or bacteria or whatever it is that you're sick with. So, um so it's very different than, than wow. what's going on here today. Um, topical and um, and just every time you put something on topically, you're inhaling it. Mm -hmm. So you end up with sure. it both ways. Yeah. So a topical is one of my favorite ways. I love to do a bath with aromatherapy. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that. <laughs> yes, and especially this is great with you know if you're sore and you want to take a bath after an exercising. Um, the key thing is that you have to put a fat in there as well. You have to do something that, that will burst oil or dilute fat it. in the water. So you can use something in the water, <laughs> okay. correct. So you can put Epsom salt in, but you also have to put a, like fractionated coconut oil or olive oil or something like that. You can also use, like you could make a bubble bath. If you had a, a unscented bubble bath, you can add it in there and the surfactants in it will help disperse it in the water. But if you just put a drop of essential oil in the water or a couple drops, essential oils and, and water don't mix. Just right. oil and water don't mix. So the droplets are sitting right on top of the water and they will burn you. And even just the littlest amount can burn you. I well, and your skin is already help. heated, right? And your pores are dilated. Right. You're sitting mm -hmm. in hot water. Yeah. <laughs> right. Bad hot water and you add that undiluted drop of essential oil and you can definitely cause a big reaction. Um, and that has been a lot of my emails have been caused an unwitted bath. I, I accidentally gave myself um, a terrible burn one time when I had uh, rose essential oil, which is like so expensive and I had this tiny little dropper that I couldn't get one drop out of. So like early in the day, I just tossed it in my bathtub so that later when I came to take a bath, I would, you know, add some oil and, and put it in. But I forgot about it oh. and just poured the bath and didn't really think much about it as I got into the tub. And there's just this one tiny, like, fraction of a drop in there. And it burned me head to toe. I was bright red and um, had wow. to go grab olive oil and just slather it on my body to help um, disperse it across my body because it fried me. And that happens to people all the time. Wow. 
Well, I don't imagine that's very comfortable on the nether bits either. I mean, some of the first <laughs> no. parts that hit the water and you've got undiluted essential oil, you get peppermint where it doesn't belong. <laughs> yeah. Any experience when I say that. So, you know, um, when you, when you put, um, if you, if you have a jar of Epsom salts and, and, and I, I have people who have, who have reported doing this and I've also done it myself and then thought, mm, I wonder what Kayla would say and looked it up and sure enough, oh yeah, probably should add some oil to this. Um, but they usually will just, oh, I'm diluting it by adding the oil to the salts and I'm going to rub the salt around and spread it around and therefore that works. Does that work? I don't think it does. No, no, because salt doesn't, salt doesn't do anything. Salt is not oil. To, um, no, it's not oil. It doesn't disperse it at all. And Epsom salt is not sodium chloride, actually. It's magnesium sulfate. Right. So it doesn't have a totally <laughs> different action in the first place. <laughs> this is true. Yes. So yeah. they would want to actually like put like a, like a coconut oil or olive oil in with the salts just a little bit and kind of rub that around. Yep. Okay. Definitely. Yep. I can just see myself making a terrible mess. Yeah. <laughs> I just basically, yeah, I'll, I'll um, make myself just a little batch of it and have it by my tub and throw them in or make bath bombs or whatever. So it's already yeah. mixed. But I, I normally have a variety of different mixtures of salts and oils to throw in my tub um, for, for most of my baths. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so I usually put a lot of Epsom salts in my baths. I've written an article about this, did some research. It's like, for my huge tub, it's like four cups of Epsom salts to really get that deep muscle benefit. So then what you're saying is I would want to take like an ounce of coconut oil or olive oil and add like two, three drops maybe, right, to that? Right. Well, if you're doing at that ratio with the salt and everything, you could be like, you could go at 1%. So you could be five. Okay, Drop. and so I'd mix that into the oil and then kind of rub that oil into the salt and kind of mix that around yep. and then dump it. Yep. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, because, you know, Epsom salt baths can be amazing for muscle soreness, but if you burn yourself yep. while you're in there... Yeah, it's not going to be desirable. <laughs> you're out really fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And you're setting yourself up for sensitization as well, and, right. you know, that's what we want to avoid. If you manage to get out without burning yourself, um, you know, by using just the right essential oil, um, then you're still setting yourself up to be sensitized. Right. So what are some, um, what are some other fitness applications for essential oils that you can think of? I mean, I, I know a lot of people use it for yoga or, you know, Pilates when they're doing that kind of deep breathing to have it diffusing in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the key thing is if you're in a group fitness just to make sure nobody's already sensitized um, and to diffuse it in the room and not put it on people. Cause I did get an email recently from someone who's, whose person put lemon on her um, wrist right before she left. She was like, this will be good for you. She left. It was a sunny day. She got a burn because yeah. um, lemon is, a, is a phototoxic so it attracts the sun and caused her to have a terrible burn right where that was put. Um, so it's important to be more of a diffused in the room sort of thing. And it can be one to two drops per 100 square foot of the area. So that's right. how you do it's your not match. If you're, it's not much. Yeah, it's not that much. So if you have a, you know, say 300 square foot space, just do your little math with the one to two drops per 100 square feet. 
Right. The studio where um, I have taught here locally, she has, it's so great. She has a little bottle and she does add it to coconut oil. It's like fractionated coconut oil. Um, and, and she, she does this thing where she will say, okay, I've got this It's lavender or it's something that's really mild. Um, that most people hopefully don't react to. Um, and right. she's like, you know, put, turn your palm up at the end of class. If you'd like me to put a little bit of this on your wrist or on your palm. So it's not on their fingers, right? So they can't rub it in their eyes. Right. And, um, and I think that's okay, but I still have felt kind of uncomfortable doing that just because, mm-hmm. um, it's a group, it's a group setting. Right. And I was in another facility where they, she had this little cute case with her brand of essential oils and she just passed around. She's like, take what you want, rub it on, please. Oh, wow. Everybody in the room was picking different things. And, yeah. and I'm just like, oh my gosh, the, this could really go south in a hurry. Yeah. You know, if one person in the room and people don't even know, they're not reading anything about these. I was like, oh, this one smells good. I'm going to rub this all over myself. And then the next yeah. person picks something and pretty soon you've got this potential insurance. I don't know if somebody left, they're like, oh man, ooh, I'm just feeling itchy all of a sudden. And I'm like, here we go. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yep. Or they get a headache yep. or they leave the room and say they put eucalyptus on them and they, and they go pick up their child who's young, a young infant. And that's too strong of essential oil for a young infant. So right. having, yeah. having, you know, you're, and you're all worked up and sweaty and stuff. So things are really diffusing from you. You become your own diffuser almost. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I know I diffuse garlic when I eat garlic. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my garlic! You just a little fun fact about garlic: there's an essential oil of garlic, and you can put it on your ankle and taste it almost immediately because it I absorbs it. so quickly. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, our our bodies are not isolated bits and our circulatory system is impressive. We forget that whatever we put on our skin is absorbed through osmosis. It goes into us. Um, I have a friend who didn't understand like why I would put coconut oil on as a, as a moisturizer, but also use it in cooking. And it's like, well, um, you know, He's like, why don't you just use regular lotion? I'm like, do you know what's in that stuff? I mean, it all goes in the body. He's like, no, it doesn't. It stays on your skin. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. Who's the one with a degree in exercise science here? Come on. Give me some. <laughs> I mean, who understands? I, I, I got a little cocky with him because he's that kind of friend you can do that with. Um, and, and I'm like, right. you're a mechanic. Come on. Give, give me a listen here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm like, it might be. He's like, should I go roll in motor grease? Oh, maybe it might be better. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> might be better than some of the lotions out there on the shelf. Could be, Ugh. could be, definitely. Not that be. I'm recommending that. Just yeah. to be clear. don't. Not it's not an official right. recommendation to rub motor oil on your body. <laughs> you and petroleum, though. I mean, petroleum jelly. People use Vaseline. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us about. So, so you have um, new project, uh, new product, new products. I think. And a new website. Mm-hmm. And, and so can you tell us a little bit about that stuff? Sure. Let's see. I, I have a variety of things going on. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur. Um, and uh, my son is involved with me in the uh, hemp um, CBD business. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is on Ology Essentials as well. Um, and 
that basically came about by I was getting ready to get back in the industry and my son was like, you've got to try hemp CBD. You need to carry it. And I kept being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. You know, I was just really skeptical about it because there's been a million, you know, new things or, or big, big things that have come up over the years. And so anyway, he convinced me to finally try it. Mm -hmm. And um, I was launching in uh, on December 1st to come back in the industry. And so in November, I got a sample from a lab that I trusted um, of the hemp CBD. And I had been having um, major health issues that I was going to have to have surgery in December. And um, after three days of taking it, all those symptoms went away. And I was like, all right, I'm sold. What are we doing? Let's get this started. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, so that's, that's great. how I got into hemp CBD because it helped me avoid a surgery. And, um, and I absolutely hate surgery. Um, and, and it just, you know, I had a phenomenal reaction to it. Um, and of course, once I find something, then I become a research fanatic and I read everything there is and all kinds of studies. And, and now that I really understand how and why it works, it makes so much more sense why so many different um, things like people are like using it for epilepsy and they're using it for anxiety yeah. and they're using mm-hmm. it for sore muscles, all mm-hmm. that. But now that I understand how it works, now it makes sense. Um, so that's one aspect of my business. I also sell essential oils and blends. Um, I love to blend. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, yeah, I love your blends. Then, you have some great ones. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I love blending. One of my most popular blends is called She. Um, and as I was making it, I was like, nobody's going to want this. It's so expensive because I was using all my favorite essential oils that are really effective. And um, of course it's my top seller. Yeah. Um, So she, S-H-E, it's specially formulated for women and hormone balance, right? Yeah. Yep. And I love it. Um, we made it, I ended up having to make a spray for it because people are just like, no, I just want to use it. Like, I don't want to have to but to me, ready to put on. Yes. So it has a spray and a roll on, um, just out of yep. out of the need of people wanting. We to have we have some of it, um, and my daughter calls it her yum yum spray, and she's gone from <laughs> an entire bottle, which is great, you know, because she's just hitting puberty. She's like, mom, she's like, she doesn't understand the science. But she's like, I put it on and I just feel so much better. But I use right. it more, and you know, she's used it over the course of several months, and it's in this you know spray that right. you did, and it's just oh, it's so good. It's so delicious. I absolutely love it. I use it every day myself. Um, it's just part of people are like, what do you smell like? I'm like, ah, a little of everything, but mostly she. Um, <laughs> I, I people behind me at the, at the, I'll be at the grocery store and people are like, oh my gosh, you smell so good. I, I've kind of been following you for a whole aisle. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> leaning in. That's a good sign. If people are following <laughs> around, that's a for sure a good sign. Okay, well, that works. Um, They'll be like, okay, I'm never wearing that stuff right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't follow me. Don't lean into me. Um, and then I have an aromatherapy certification program. And it's really heavy on safety because that is one of my big topics. And it's really heavy on business as well. So it's for people who really want to be in the business of aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have a, a big emphasis on that. I went with the international standards, which are 100 hours instead of 50 hours. So it is a hundred hour course, self-paced. You work with me in a group, um, and, but it's all self-paced at your own, at your own um, thing, at your own pace. And then um, there's an hour long business consulting with me um, involved in that as well. So that, 
that's one of my um, passions. I love being involved with people at learning and really diving deep into it. Yeah. When I updated my book, I updated it with all kinds of um, great details about being in the business of aromatherapy. Right. Um, and then I, I think, I mean, that's my main thing. I also am a uh, cosmetic formulator. So I do formulate for companies. Um, I do it a little different than I did at essential wholesale. I, I basically come up with your formula, you pay for the whole thing and you get it and you can go anywhere with it. Yeah. I'm not going to manufacture. So, um, I'll just create things for people exactly as they want. I work on people's, um, preservative systems. Uh, a lot of times products will come to me and they're like, I know it's fine, but would you just double check it? And then I'll run a challenge test and it fails epically. The product looks totally fine in the bottle. Um, but um, unless you're challenging it with real life environment, you know, you're challenging because when you put your fingers in something, it's full of bacteria and all right. kinds of things that you pick up. Right. And so that challenges your product, right? right. So what temperature variants, all that environmental. Yeah. Leaving yeah. it in your car, all that kind yeah. of stuff. So, yeah, because that's what so people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got. It, that's what people do. They put their fingers in it and they leave it in their car, and and so if it can't right. handle, if it can't stay stable during those things, then mm-hmm. right. So I do that sort of testing for people to make sure that their products are safe. Variety of different things to help people in their businesses. Do business coaching, all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, I get to do all the fun part. You you it. helped me a lot when Fit to Be was getting going because that's when we connected. And, you know, I was yeah. helping you with your book and you got me into this little blogging group and, and we had this writer's group at church and, and you held me accountable to all kinds of things in those early days. So thank you. <laughs> I can testify yeah, to how much Kayla is. Well. Yes. She's well, amazing. She's amazing. It's been you. a great I love seeing everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Kayla, so let's say you're, you're talking to, um, you're talking to someone and you feel like, and that they could really find benefit from some essential oils, but they're really skeptical and they, you know, they, they've, their sister, you know, burned herself and someone else, you know, didn't get any benefit. What, what's your two minutes with them? What do you tell them? Like, how do you, how do you talk to them? About essentials. I, I really don't try and talk anybody into essential oils. Um, okay. um, I'm, I'm really big on, like, I'll explain how and why they work mm-hmm. um, with somebody. Same with, with um, that's my whole spiel with, with hemp CBD is the how and why it works. Right. Mm-hmm. And from there, when you understand the science behind something, and I try and say it in plain English, mm-hmm. um, then that helps people decide on their own that it's something they want to try. Right. I don't ever really want to convince somebody that they need something. It's, right. it's totally up to them. And um, and then I'm happy to point them towards resources where they can get more information. I really, really believe you have to get information from a multitude of teachers mm-hmm. and books. So you don't just rec- you know follow one company's right. recommended book. Right. But um, I just put out a book called The Unspoken Truth of Essential Oils. It's somebody's um, story about getting injured with essential oils. And in it, I worked with a ton of experts to, um, you know, get feedback on what had happened um, and to not only just say what I knew about essential oils, but have them back it up with more science and more facts. Yeah. 
And that's so good because people um, can jump on a bandwagon and, and, and follow a guru and, and kind of lose sight of perspective and balance and real science sometimes right. Right. Um, when they right. buy into nailing. And so you really are great at getting people to look at all sides of the coin and, and keeping their perspective balanced and informed and educated. Yeah. Thank you. That's so, what I try and do. It's so important. Okay. Um, where can, where's the best place for people to find you? We'll put it all in the show um, notes, but what's the best place? Right. Well, you can find my products and my, and what I sell, um, on ologyessentials.com. You can find me as an author on Kayla Fioravanti Um, and that's where you'll find me talking more as a wife, mother, author, that sort of perspective. Um, there, um, I do a lot of safety um, blog posts on Ology Essentials. I blog about the science of hemp um, CBD on Ology Essentials as well. Um, those are the two main places to find me. I'm in both places. I'm on Facebook as well under both names. Um, and and uh, I, I do a lot of, of sharing on um, Facebook. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love following you. I mean, not just as somebody who knew you in real life when you were in Portland, but just your content's great. It's very inspirational, very real, very authentic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Try and keep it, keep it real. I'll let you know when I've walked out the door with the wrong shoes on. Yep. Fully opposite. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I can and I'll see you pictures of my baby bison that I have in the front yard yes. now. Aww. <laughs> Wow. Yes, and the cat, all the cat stories. Uh, oh, yes. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was been awesome. a joy to hear from you and get to talk to you to your face again. Yeah. Have a great day, Kayla. Thank you. Well, thanks for listening to All That. If you liked it, you should subscribe so that Good Lord Willen and the Creek Don't Rise, you receive all our new episodes we do our best to put out each week. And of course, please follow us on Twitter at fit to be on Instagram at fit to be studio and on Facebook via fit to be tummy safe fitness. Want to work out with me, Beth? You can do that over at fit to be.com. See you there.